0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to the 15th edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitball and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Keelan Bonner. And we also have a returning Sean Shoot. The matchup we'll be tackling this week is 2011's Bridesmaids versus 2018's Game Night. How's everyone doing? Excellent, sir.
2: Yeah, good. Not so bad. Sean? Not
1: so bad. Not so bad. Not very positive. (laughs) How are you doing? I just told you I've burnt a roof of my mouth on lasagna, so I'm plodding on through this. What soldier? But I think I'll get there. Probably a good as time as any to mention this now. Next Wednesday, if you pay attention to all of our feeds, that's YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all of that business, we have an interview with David Dobkin, the director of Wedding Crashes, dropping, I think there's about 48 minutes of that there, to keep people entertained. And then the following week, we have an interview with Josh Zuckerman, who plays Ian in Sex Drive, dropping. So you've got that there too. Let's get into it. Just no intro
0: though, in today if you're, not,
1: yeah. if you're not, not following all the feeds, make sure you, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Golly. No no intro today, mainly because we've done twenty eleven and I don't really think we need a flashback to twenty
2: eighteen.
1: <laughs> so I thought a good a place to start as any, and I'm sure Sean is gonna have a lot to tell us because he has been away, is to ask what everyone's been watching on Netflix. Oh, been watching the punisher
2: class isn't it great show.
1: yeah i've actually seen it before but i i didn't have a lot else to watch so i flicked it on and i'm just re-watching the first series and it's yeah it's so it's so good even the second time around that uh final episode of the first series without uh spoiling it for anyone else unreal, unreal so good good that be went the full kind of the full hog with it rather than we're gonna do the punisher but we're gonna make sure it appeals to all audiences that they've gone we can't really do the punisher without
0: doing showing punisher. people being
1: punished so
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm glad, I
1: I'm very glad they've gone they they went took it to it I don't know if extreme the right is the right word but they they lent into it. Yeah. Sean, how many T V shows have you finished
2: this week? <laughs> <laughs>
1: None. Um <laughs> Can I answer your question though? I'm watching, I started watching the, the Mafia mob, uh, documentary just come on Netflix. So I've seen the first episode of that, which is good. And then, outside of that, after our, we were talking to group yesterday, I started watching, re-watching Entourage again. I know it's on Netflix, but that's just no. watching it Yeah, same thing. TK, anything your end? I think the Mafia thing is next on the agenda for me, I think. I've, I've not really got a series on the go now, so that'll have to be. I've been re-watching two and a half men for the 10,000th time.
2: Hmm.
1: Still, of all the things Troy said on here, the, him slating that really rocked me. I don't it know how you're watching, it watching it that It did get better when Kutcher came in, I didn't it? Jesus. He's trying to wind me up here. <laughs> I'm not going to rise to it. It was poor at the start and it's age. By. It wasn't poor at the start. <laughs> it's it's <awful>. iconic. <laughs> Shite. I've mean, only tried doing that anger management program, which does fit into the bracket of what you've just mentioned.
2: <laughs>
1: but anyway, we've got two films to get into this week. So we have Bridesmaids and we have Game Night. Bridesmaids, the highest seed. So we'll stay on form and we'll stay on the agenda and we'll start with Bridesmaids. So, synopsis. Competition between the maid of honour and the bridesmaid over who is the bride's best friend threads to upend the life of an out-of-work pastry chef. As far as synopsis go,
2: <laughs> that is much
1: of a charmer.
2: No, not at all.
1: And we've seen before, you've usually got what, about less than a hundred words to really sell it and it don't do a great job. You didn't need to race, you didn't need to waste four and out, uh, five, sorry, on out of work pastry chef. <laughs> that wasn't integral. It really wasn't. I thought that was going to be more important than it was. There's, uh, there's there's no real bad reviews this week, so if you tune in liking them, there really isn't any, so we've just got kind of a mixture of positive reviews to go through, so this probably sums it up nicer than any of us could. I'm going to start with a time saver, with a two-word litmus test as to whether or not Bridesmaids is for you. If you give or go see this, if you make a face like you smell something rancid, sit this one out. Those two words, Sink Diarrhea. <laughs> this film is is probably about twenty minutes too long and not every gag plays as well as it should have. Still, I found myself laughing a lot during Bridesmaids. That was a a thing when I when I rewatched it uh, last night, it was a lot longer than I thought. There was a lot Guess of Apatow, again. Yeah, did not this did not need
2: to be in there. <laughs>
1: like the, the I feel like the, the date as she goes on, you know, the like the blind date the set. They could
2: just, that could just not be in it that's just a waste of time it's quite a good little scene didn't push it forward in
1: any way though did it <laughs> yeah with the, with the kid I get what you mean yeah but most of it's Uh it's a movie about women going berserk over a wedding easy non-feminist laughs are built right in there and milk for all their work no amount of sad female faces during a pop song interludes can make this more meaningful than it is alright so we do have one
2: negative review in <laughs>
1: Maze manages to take a scene before storyline and turn it into something unpredictable, entertaining, and so completely wrong it feels right and very satisfying. Oh, maybe... I forgot there was bad reviews, so I've hopefully not put people off by telling them there weren't. Really unsatisfying, mostly because the script by Ms. Wig and Annie Mamolo completely ignores the movie's major issue. Class. Kristen Wig... Is it wig or wide?
2: Oh, I always thought it was wig.
1: Yeah, wig. I thought it was, but I don't want anyone shooting me afterwards. Krista Wig has written a lead role for herself with some great awkward moments, usually regulated for fools of the male variety. It's nice to see women can be just as boneheaded when the situation calls for it. Uh, just three left. Funny, yes, but is revolting raunch really a step forward for women in Hollywood? <laughs> Jesus fucking
2: Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bridesmaids has all the humanity that Jed Apatow projects usually lack. And finally, right now, Bridesmaids is the funniest movie of the year.
2: I've Can't really a... remember. Can't really it sounds remember. Sounds like one of you's in a storm
1: here. One of you, a uh, one, have you got a fan on by any chance.
2: Yeah, wait there.
1: <laughs> Sounded yeah. like you're in a thunderstorm. Not you for a change, Sean. Congrats. Yeah,
2: you put some respect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you hear me me panting halfway through this podcast, it's just A thousand degrees in this room. Or or if we don't hear him, he's passed (laughs) out.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh, we had a half, it sounded like he was crawling through a bush on Monday's podcast, so it was a step up (laughs) from that. I haven't listened to it. I assume you've listened to all of the last Movie Madness podcasts. I have, you're right. Some good episodes. We may, as well, we may as well ask before we get into the trivia if I run through the episodes that you weren't on and we'll get who which you think is the better film. So, what was the last episode you were on? Did you do 40-year-old Virgin Anchorman? You did, didn't you? That was the last yeah. one you did. Yeah. yeah. So, Ted vs. Harold and Kumar. And I know you haven't seen Harold and Kumar, so I know you lied beforehand. What? What? You haven't seen Harold and Kumar, have you?
2: Yeah, that's correct. That one. Well, kind that of unfair to ask him that, that one. one. Get,
1: well, that one I'm going to
2: get for
1: Ted. Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen it, though. 21 Jump Street Step Brothers. Yeah, that one's an obvious one, Step Brothers. Wedding Crushes, Dirty Grandpa. And again, Wedding Crushes. But I did wow. enjoy both of those ones. I hope Hmm. you spend your time watching Harold and Kumar this week around.
2: (laughs) Okay, on to the trivia.
1: Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, aka Megan and the Air Marshal, are husband and wife in real life. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Uh, The cast spent about two weeks improvising with each other, a lot of which was incorporated into the movie. This nice. was the highest grossing R-rated female comedy of all time in the domestic box office, edging out Sex and the City from 2008. That's big. Lofty it was heights. originally intended that Chris O'Dowd's cop would be American, that everyone was so enamoured with O'Dowd's native Irish accent, it was decided that he'd keep it. I'm not sure he's pulling off an American accent either. He they did make um... quite a point, didn't they, sir? So... He does, it. he does an American accent in a TV show. I think he might be getting shorted. sure he does an American accent in that. Do you think it's unfair to try and ask some accents to put on another one? Yeah. If the accent's thick enough, then it's just it's, it's hard to get out of the... Like if you've got, got a Scouse accent, that's going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, in, in fairness, that is, you are an actor. It's kind of the nature yeah. of the job. It's not, yeah, oh, but you're but you're it's asking him to not be himself next. Stephen Graham's <laughs> done it, hasn't he? If you look at That um, that Jodie Comer, who's the woman in Killing It, she does loads of different accents. She's a scouter. Okay. Yeah, but she's posh scouter, isn't she? It's a lot Did lighter. They? It's a lot lighter than... Like, imagine, Cara, imagine Cara trying to do an accent.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, before he came to Hollywood, John Hamm, who plays Ted in this movie, was a high school drama teacher at the John Burroughs School in Ladue, Missouri. One of his acting students was Ellie Kemper, Leslie Man Hall of Fame inductee, who plays Becca. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: nice. Have we already inducted her? Or that... Yeah, she was the, the teacher uh... in 21 Jump Street.
2: Yeah, fuck yeah. Of course.
1: Rebel Wilson and Matt Lucas are roommates in real life. Horst. I don't want to be real. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Not as that Bar anything to go by. <laughs> uh... In a 2014 interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Kristen Wiig reported that there would not be a Bridesmaid 2, claiming the first film ended fine out it was, without a need for a sequel. Jell Apatow pushed hard for wild, physical comedy, while Annie Momolo and Kristen Wiig prepared to go for more subtle comedy. The film's most notorious sequence, the diarrhea scene, was at the insistence of Apatow and director Paul Feig. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he pushed for that. <laughs> Well, of course it was. <laughs> yeah,
2: it makes complete sense, <laughs> doesn't
1: it? Uh, to date, this is the most financially successful Jet Appetite production. Oh, okay. Maya Rudolph was pregnant with her third child during the filming of the movie, so when you look back, most of the clothes she wore had a belt on them to distract you from her stomach.
2: Oh.
1: And finally, Rebel Wilson claims she was only paid $3,500 for the movie. Is that like a mere Khalifa claim or is it legit <laughs> do we reckon? Uh, I did think when be... I read it like, I'm not sure about this. She's not you for 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? She's a bit yeah, annoying where she name? is. Yeah, she's awful in it. No, I actually quite like her. Isn't she supposed to be trying to be English in this as well?
0: <clears throat> oh, I, I wasn't know. really
1: sure what I think, she was doing. I think she says at some point about she English does. or something and I was like you still sound Aussie. Yeah, know. yeah. That really threw me. Like,
2: why, why couldn't she have ever...
1: Being obvious, right? it yeah, if you're already saying she's a different nationality, you may as sort well of just go with it. Bit weird having one sibling with an Australian accent, though, and one with an English accent.
2: Yeah, I know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah.
1: I mean, unless their parents really are jet setters. I mean, I don't think it would be the oddest thing about that set, though. I think they <laughs> could probably have just carried on. No, that's probably, you're probably right. Say about um, the amount she's in it. Didn't Hugh Jackman gets several million for Spider-Man: Far From Home, where I think he's in it for like two minutes. I don't know. I've never. I've not seen the film. Surely not. I'm pretty sure they said that it was like he put such a price on his like likeness that they essentially just had to pay it to have any inclusion of him in the film, and he insisted on being in the film as you probably would if you had that contract.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I bet that's the only time Robert Wilson and him have been compared <laughs> although that is like in the, uh, the Godfather 2 there's a bit at the end where they're supposed to get Brando in but he insisted he'd want the same amount of money as he got to be in the entire first film to be <laughs> in it so they just do cut away they just do his voice instead imagine having the cheek of that this a clip close. of like a minute and you're like no no I want a full length film for this well I've got you're all like... this trivia and then you've upstaged me with uh, Godfather trivia <laughs> You're Marlon Brando, mate. You do what you want. He really did as so, well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I thought Keenan was calling me Marlon Brando then. I didn't I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Unfortunately, mate, you're just not that good looking. <laughs> no, I'll take that. It's not really that much of an insult, to be fair. <laughs> it wasn't meant as one. It was just a statement of fact. If <laughs> <laughs> we were talking like Matt Lucas.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, mate, you just <laughs> not <nodded> that <laughs> and the locket. Yeah, that might have been a bit puffed back. You're no, opening it... doors for us here that you don't want us to open, Byron. <laughs> you If you say it at least so you sound like you're joking, then I can take that. <laughs> All right, on to the categories. Rewatchability, it really does go against it. that, As we've said with a lot of other films, it has a long middle, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, they ne- they nearly lost me, honestly. This was the first time I'd watched it, and they nearly I nearly jumped ship. Yeah, I had watched it prior to this. Surprising, it seems like your kind of film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just seems like it's an insult. But I don't know what yeah. you kind
2: <laughs> of. <time. laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't. know what angle he's coming at
1: you.
0: <laughs> Other than you this really right. probably
1: not being my type of film. I don't. That's what don't I mean. At, like, yeah, I'd like, okay. be more shocked. If I absolutely loved it and it was one of my favourite films, it seems less weird. I mean, I had the cinema card, but even if I'd like paid money to see this at the cinema, then you sat at home on your own, (laughs) yeah,
2: watching *Bridesmaids*.
1: So quite a funny thought, though. Um, (laughs) Most quotable then. So across the two films here, just to get it out there now. I can see us at some point saying there's a lot of physical comedy involved because for both films that is quite a key feature but I do still think there were some good takeaways in the quote department here. Particularly from Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I think she's she's great in it. Yeah, she really is. One of them from her said, I'm glad he's single because I'm going to climb that tree. was one...
2: (laughs)
0: Hey. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm on the mend. You know, I just got some pins in my legs. Oh. Believe it or not, pins in my legs can still do this. All <laughs> right, a maze fell off a cruise ship. Oh, but I'm shit. back. Shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Took a hard, hard, violent fall. Kind of pinballed down, hit a lot of railings, broke a lot of shit. I didn't, I'm not going to say I survived, i say I thrived. I met a dolphin down there. And I swear to God that dolphin looked not at me but into my soul. Into my goddamn soul, Annie, and said, I'm saving you, Megan. Now with his mouth, but he said it, I'm assuming telepathically. We had a connection that I don't even know if I can ex- Oh Jesus. Hey, shut my mouth. Look at the- Unbelievable. You must be Annie's fella. Play a uh, Megan. It's a pleasure oh and he's oh, yeah. not uh, i'm not he's not i'm not with him sorry oh all right i'm glad he's single because i'm gonna climb that like a tree
1: she set a stall out earlier there and there was one from uh rebel wilson where she says about the diary if i can remember exactly what that was
2: Is well, it yeah, about it being um, repaired?
1: Is it about it just she thought it was a, a, a handwritten book and until... so Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a very sad handwritten book There we yeah. go <laughs> um, I quite liked what about a Pixar themed shower and we all come. we all can <laughs> our favourite Pixar character and then Melissa McCarthy says that and I'll just snowball on top of that also Fight Club female <laughs> Fight Club we grease up we pull in Lillian doesn't know so it's it's a surprise we're going to fight we beat the shit out of her. She's not going to
2: forget
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is so good. I was yeah. laughing, and then the kind of second half of that took it up a notch, because I didn't see that part coming. <laughs> yeah, <nah>. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out of me like lava. <laughs> I showed my mum that scene earlier today. She hadn't seen the film, but she didn't find it as amusing as I did. It's yeah. a shame when you specifically call someone in to see <laughs> something. Well, that one where, where she says, I can't remember the character's name, but the the blonde one where it's like the chicken keep, where you peck your way to the front and end up with two eggs in your mouth. <laughs>
2: oh, that's her mum, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, the mum. <laughs> that's it, Phil. Yeah, so. I also like that uh, this gentleman who started talking to the mum, she goes, this gentleman who started blowjobbing to get cracked. He realised he had hit bottom. Maybe this is your bottom. Don't know how bad your <laughs> life's going, but imagine your old dear comparing you to that. Weird. Just before that, when she said she's going to these, she's like, you don't <laughs> need to go to these. Like, You're not an alcoholic. Goes, Only because I've never had a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great argument. She could be. We don't know. Strangely, like... my old dear really likes this film. I said to her yesterday, I was like, ah, oh, have got, got we got to watch it for the, like, I've got to watch it for the pub. And she was like, Oh, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll sit down and watch it, shall we? a moment, it's not you. <laughs> and she was like, No, honestly, I love this film. I thought, oh, that's well, fair enough. In the interview we do with David Dobkin who's coming out, he says about wedding crushes being just like a, a film for women that's kind of disguised as for being for men. There's no disguise in this. One of the things that actually really annoyed me was that the dresses on the poster are completely different to what they wear in the film. I don't like the continuity there. No, the dresses on the poster are pink, aren't they? And they wear purple to the wedding. Yeah, like I, I was kind pink. of waiting for when this was going to come in. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, when's this? Yeah. Oh, well. You've got a lot of quotables just from the first um, engagement party, but uh, Rita's talking about her kids when she's saying they're <laughs> cute, but when they reach that age, disgusting. They smell, they're sticky.
0: She hmm. has three kids now. Three boys. Wow. They're so cute. <laughs> they are cute, but <sighs> when they reach that age, they're disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible, and they're in- all over everything. Okay? Disgusting. I cracked a blanket in half. Do you get where I'm going with that? Yeah. I cracked it in half. <laughs>
1: things is- say are horrible. Their achievement of the epic. I cracked her blanket in her. I cracked
2: the blanket. <laughs> that is, that kills me. It's her face, wow. and she
1: goes in her. Do you know
2: what I'm going with this?
1: In the same scene, I also like the introduction to um to Melissa McCarthy. Where she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm getting better. I'm getting there. Uh, t- took a fall off a cruise ship. Took a hard hard fall. Pinballed everywhere and hit a lot of railings. <laughs> and then she goes, I met a dolphin, and he said, "I'm gonna save. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna save you." I mean, not with his mouth. It just makes the one one where um, where Becca thinks that that random guy is with Danny, and then he kills you, and it's just like, do you want to go for a walk later? (laughs) 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 He should have told her beggars can't be choosers. (laughs) I also like uh, you're you really you're really doing it, aren't you? Just shitting in the street. (laughs) I think Chris O'Dowd's got a couple in here as well. Um, I quite like. Like twelve hours. It's not a missing person, so it's at least twenty-four hours. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen CSI? Twenty-four hours. Let me get on with my job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the jewelry In the
1: jewelry shop, where she's having that back and forth with Tina. Yeah. You're a little cunt.
2: Excuse me. Oh, hi. I'm looking for a birthday gift for my best friend. Oh. I want to get her a necklace that says "Best Friends Forever."
0: Sure, you want it to say "Forever." Yeah. Why? Come on. Forever. I don't think you guys will be best friends forever. No offense, but you know, the friends you have when you're younger
1: sometimes, sometimes you grow apart. You know, when you get older and maybe she'll find a new best friend and maybe she'll be more successful than you are and prettier and richer and skinnier and
0: they end up doing everything together.
2: You're, You're weird. I'm
0: not weird, okay? Yes, you are. No, I'm not, and you started it.
2: No, you started it. Did you forget to take your Xanax this morning? God, I feel bad for your parents. I feel bad for your face.
0: OK, well, call me when your boobs come in.
2: You call me when yours come in.
0: What, do you have four boyfriends? Exactly. Yeah, OK. Have fun having a baby at your prom.
2: You look like an old mop. You know what? You're not as popular as you think you are. I am very popular. Oh,
0: I'm sure you are.
2: Very popular. Well, you're an old, single loser who's never going to have any friends.
0: You're a little cunt.
1: <laughs> yeah that I, killed I, me I'd forgotten that was in this and when I was watching it earlier and she came come out with that honestly I almost spat my coffee out um, <laughs> I'd forgotten in. until I saw her in there and, I, and then it all came flashing back so I remember the cinema like lit up when yeah. that happened I get that the first uh, scene when she's in the shop when um, she's just telling that, um, that Asian couple like a uh, you just you, well, you can't trust men, can you? He might not even be Asian. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, you're going to go to Paris. You're going to ride a bike with fucking baguettes in front of, yeah, on the front of your bike. Who, which, what woman takes another grown woman on a vacation? Fucking lesbian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're all
1: thinking it, aren't we? Yeah. And, uh, I <laughs> it. No, no. <laughs> uh, weirdly, I'm. Um, she says something about a bleach after. She's like, Yeah, I know it's bleached. Do you know how I know? I went to the salon with her and I got my asshole bleached. And i tell you what, I fucking love my new asshole. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: there's one I didn't pick up the first time I watched it where there's the nervous woman on the plane. It says, I have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> but I heard about a woman who went to the bathroom and she got sucked into the toilet. I swear everyone's been told that story by someone before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everyone's heard that. But I also like when her, <laughs> I'm a bit of a nervous flyer, And then the woman next to me goes, Yeah, yeah. I had a dream last night that we went down. It was horrible. You were in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know why it made me laugh so much earlier, but when they're playing tennis and the two lads are sat at the table and one of them goes, I've seen better tennis in tampon commercials. (laughs) In the bridal fitting where Megan says, I want to apologise, I'm not even confident, which end that came out of? (laughs)
2: Lillian's
1: saying, why can't he be happy for me and then go and talk about it and be on my back like a normal person?
2: i before. Ease. There
1: is there is nothing wrong with speaking about people behind their back. People saying that they'd like everything to be said to their face. You wouldn't. If everyone, someone thought about
2: you, you just got yeah. told to your face. <laughs> You'd be well I'm happy.
1: <laughs> You'd just have your whole character just assassinated in front of you. Ted uh, saying uh, that you isn't, miss it it is a weird that is a weird like phenomenon though, isn't it? Because obviously everyone knows that people talk about you behind your back, but. So. But you still just kind of ignore it and think it doesn't yeah. happen. Not to be a sexist pig, but particularly in a woman's world, you surely must just be accepting, like, even your friends are going to be going around and probably pitching <laughs> about you. You just kind of crack on us.
2: If it's, saying...
1: when it comes to the boys, like, flat out, I will just, will be honest. I will just tell you whatever comes into my head. But I, th- I think really. that's more, that's more. you want more anything about Sean me? to get off your chest? <laughs> no, not particularly. Yeah, Ted's saying this is so awkward. I, I really want you to leave, but I don't know
2: how to say it without sounding <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we're on the same page. I mean, I don't. I'm not looking for a relationship right now either. Let's just say that. I just whatever you want to. I can do. You know, I'd rather just. I like simple, not like other girls. Where I'm like, be my boyfriend, unless you were like, yeah, then I'd be like, maybe. <laughs> I don't want that either. This is so awkward, I really want
2: you to leave, but I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dick. John (laughs) Hamm does
1: play this role perfectly. He does, doesn't he, yeah. He's got the look. We said about him for Step Brothers, and we said he doesn't have the little brother look, but for this kind of role, he he does play it perfectly. He actually asked not to be credited in this, because he said he usually plays more serious roles, and he didn't want to put people off seeing it if his name was on the poster.
2: Interesting.
1: Hmm. Interesting. But also, I, I suppose I get what you mean, but at the same time, when he popped up in that scene, I was like, oh shit, it's John Hamm. It's not, like, I know you're already in there, but he's very recognisable, so it makes it makes no yeah. difference, really. You probably do have to be doing pretty well as well when you have, like, a massive, like, studio comedy. Don't, don't worry about me even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll know. We'll know between us. <laughs> <that minute. laughs> Just on quotes as we're going down there. That's when Melissa McCarthy starts crying at the end, and she says, oh, what, what, what's wrong." She's like, "Oh no, I oh, just put a loaded gun in Dougie's carry-on." TSA, <laughs> TSA is gonna just rip his ass apart. <laughs> when uh, Helen's crying, she says, "Why are you smiling?" It's sort of the first time I've ever seen you look ugly, and it makes me kind of happy. But her reaction, was she, I, I, I don't, I, I don't look ugly. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, "You're an ugly crying." She's like, "No, I mean, I'm not really." <laughs> And the flight attendant saying you have three seconds to get back to your seat. No one can get anywhere in three seconds, so you're setting me up for a loss already.
2: <laughs> that is I
1: think the point is on that note as well. I think part of why I think the, on the rewatchability part and why I find, I think the film is a bit annoying sometimes is that, that scene where that, that, they at that first engagement party where they're having the back and forth where you need to keep having the last word. And then I think, and then I thought that was really funny, but then it just went on.
2: A bit yeah, way. yeah. It Did it a couple too much, too many times.
1: I guess when you're making a film, though, you are making it for the first time experience, and if I guess it was rewatchable as a bonus. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, yeah, I,
1: yeah <clears throat> that probably is true. I don't know what it's like now, but I'd probably ten years ago. You were looking at DVDs really as well. You always want someone to buy it. You You want some form of rewatchability. Mm. Look at some of the yeah, films but you we've don't, covered. Like, when the critics' reviews come out, they don't say, This is good. I mean, the fact that it was so short means that I'm going to be able to rewatch it in a couple of weeks' time. It's like, I was laughing the whole way through this. Yeah. And in that, in that moment, the fact that it drags on is intended to be part of the comedy because it's like every time you think it's finished.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then
1: it carries on for that split second longer, but they find the, the point where it's awkward and then hold it for a split second longer. Well, yeah. I certainly, it, A, it's funny, but it just it, it's funny for the first couple, then as it goes on, it's supposed to make you sort of laugh and cringe at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, when, yeah. With, with yeah, the exactly. escalation, so it's just supposed to be another layer uh, of comedy, I suppose. If uh, you were someone in the film Bridesmaids, Keenan, who would you be? I mean, I would probably be John Hamm. I would say. <laughs> Both. I, I think. I think it's cheap if you're going to call TK the redhead. Although there's far worse people he could be compared to here.
2: I this think you'd be great. Chris. Hey, he's
1: up. <laughs> hey, no, no, not in that way. It's just, it's just a cheap way. Out and there's far <laughs> nah, worse nah,
2: you, could. <laughs> you could be called in this well.
1: Yeah, I said as far as characters. See, I, I, would have said I'd be Chris. No I mean, I'm laughable, I'm, I'm sweet. Is Sean just liking Byron's Chris at that there? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's not mean, a bad I'll gig, to be honest. It's not a bad no. gig. <laughs> oh, Byron would be the uh, the husband.
2: <laughs> I think
1: TK could be uh, Terry Crews.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's.
1: I don't know if that's enough for the Rex Ryan Hall of Fame, by the way.
2: Uh, I oh, I, in that. I, I, uh, I
1: I've got, I've got him down. That I was going to bring that up later. But as, yeah. we're doing, as we're on the Hall of Fame, Kristen Wiig, Leslie Mann? I was thinking this yesterday because I was looking thinking, do you all actually think... Is he fit enough anyway?
2: I don't think... <laughs> she... What? <laughs> yeah, I, I think
1: was... for Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I, I do, do have a thing for Kristen Wiig. <laughs> not, especially in this film. In this film, I don't know. I know she's awkward, but when she's confident, she's really, she's really attractive. I, I think it's a good shout for the Leslie Man. I think myself. I think she's enough to that borderline where you could put her in there. But I think she'd be pinnacle. She'd be like almost a pinnacle of the Leslie Man. She's like a perfect description of what it was supposed to be. I yeah, was... I, I would. I would lean towards that. I feel
2: like
1: we have this debate about what it is. <laughs> I, mate, I think this one is fairly uncontroversial, un- un- to be honest.
2: Actually, yeah. You're <laughs> uh, meeting
1: uh, uh, potatoes. If uh, you at, were to put these prismas in order she there's there's five there's six of them she would be mid-range I assume Roseburn you're having Roseburn top after that I think it's
2: (laughs) Ellie Ellie (laughs) Kemper's
1: (laughs) in there no disrespect (laughs) to Melissa McCarthy but she's probably (laughs) bringing up the (laughs) (laughs) Ritter
2: I don't
1: know I would be below Kristen Wig what are you having Ellie Kemper in there second second yeah fair enough alright uh, oh, I'd have oh. a four what about the bride what are you putting her in yeah I put, I'm having the bride would you, you have her in of a crystal wig
2: no no
1: I do not have to agree but I'd, I'd think about bride. it I'd have a real good think about it um think, uh, this might be so asked. What, it, it what, didn't uh, even uh, enter my mind well maybe she had that pregnancy glow maybe that was in my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright Trent can't die. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who else is a cameo in this in this film Uh, Armand Joe Nunez the security guard from uh, Superbad the one who shows up at the party and clears up the smashed uh, cans he's also in this as a security guard what what a weird thing to get typecast on (laughs) he's got got a good little gig there yeah
2: Uh, we have
1: Terry Crews in there are Matt Lucas and Revel Wilson Rex Ryan here, or are they in a couple of scenes too many? No, I think they're in a bit a too many. And Agreed. They made my judgment, because also we really like them, but uh, yeah, I think they are in too many. <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly like them either. It didn't even sway the Matt Lucas is a Arsenal fan. No, I didn't like Little Britain either. I didn't really know how that became a thing. No, I couldn't. I actually I know it is an unpopular opinion, but I couldn't agree more. I hated it. It was at the same time as, um, Catherine Tate show was a thing. I didn't really get that either. I enjoyed that more than Little Britain. Crazy how big they were though. They were both, well, certainly in school, people would just quote it constantly.
2: Yeah. There's a whole. That's probably what
1: put me off them. I didn't overly see it, but. There was literally a whole generation whose, like, level of comedy was just swearing. And that was, like, it. I swear when you go back through those shows, Every punchline is just someone who shouldn't be it.
2: swearing, swearing.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily swearing, but the same catchphrase every time is, there's only so many times you're going to get a laugh out of me for <laughs> that. Whereas everyone at school seems to disagree with that, so there you are. Maybe we're snobs. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe we're yeah, comedy but, snobs. Yeah, but no, but any more times than yeah, what we yeah. Really yeah. Had. Although, TK, I will say I don't think we are comedy snobs. Look at some of the films that we've gone to bat for in this. I, I was gonna say I, <laughs> I think the comedy snobs will be looking down on us quite a lot. Correct, mate, we are we got to that order, but <laughs> we know what we are and we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my boy was about well, to be chucked out of the bracket. I'm so glad, I'm so glad it wasn't. Because, <laughs> I mean, if, if, you were comedy, that is about as <laughs> bottom barrel as it can possibly be. Yes, that like sex mate. drive getting through. They aren't, they're not <laughs> going to be happy with us, would they? Um, any more quotes or we're we going on to best moment slash scene? The only other one I had was Melissa McCarthy uh, said, you feel that steam heat rising, that's from my undercarriage. <laughs> Which is, that lovely balance of funny, but absolutely revolting. And I've got where the, where the little, on the date, where the kid says, like my grandma died right there, right where your underpants are. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, like, some of the, more like that with Melissa McCarthy, if you get a woman to say that, it's funny, but do you imagine if you've got a bloke in a film, leg up, like stopping a woman <laughs> saying that. <laughs> that's pure predator. Yeah. Like, trying to be... force her into the toilets on a plane. Yeah. You'd be scared. So you, you <laughs> like you you could you can't get with some of the things that are said in this and done, you can't get away with a male like, actors and I think that's I, I do think that's a lot of its charm. She does nail that character as well in terms of I think there's been a lot of films where they've tried to have without being too disrespectful to a a fat female that's sort of funny with these sort of lines and I don't think it works that well. Whereas it she comes, absolutely nails it. It got her a load of work off the back of it, but she was. I, mean, I think we'll probably get into the hangover comparison here, but this was essentially them casting an Alan.
2: A little of bit of a, yeah. a female Alan. Yeah.
1: And then she went on, much like Zach Galifianakis had, to be cast as that exact role
2: yeah. so
1: many times. I've just seen uh, on her IMDb that. She's in pre production, she play Ursula in The Little Mermaid, which actually fits perfectly. <laughs> she's a bit more she's still a bit more normal than Alan. I mean she's obviously the the wild character, but she's a, I feel like she's a bit more normal.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: So if we go on to best moments slash scene, I mean we've mentioned the uh food poisoning scene. I think it has to be that one, doesn't it? That's gotta be the book's favourite, hasn't it? I quite like that. I do like, I know it goes on quite a while, but it's sort of contained within one location, so we'll call it a scene for purpose. But the, the bit on the the plane, from when they get on to her yeah. taking whatever it is that Roseburn gives her and having a drink <laughs> and her, her little meltdown. It's meant to um, be in Xanax, because so, that was part of the trivia. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Mix it with whiskey, a... which obviously isn't a good, <laughs> good yeah. idea. Um, I, I do like that I also like it's not even funny but I just think it's quite sweet and it's quite nice but the bit with Chris O'Dowd and Kristen Wick where they're outside the shop eating carrots
2: <laughs> charming I liked um,
1: Well, obviously we got the final play with the Wilson Phillips scene that is, a bit that disappointed is, because I'd forgotten that was in there and I did think Wilson Phillips was just one person what,
2: just Uh-oh. someone called... World just someone fans. called... World yeah, exactly,
1: fans. yeah. <laughs> I, I might have been with you to this. I don't think I'd ever thought about it. Yeah, I might have,
2: the I only might have thought that,
1: some... The only reason I knew it was a band is because of the album cover. Oh. I haven't looked at the album cover, so... That's, that's we'll, actually We'll right. call that research, Carney <laughs>
2: Wilson
1: Carney Wilson, Wendy Wilson, and... China Phillips? C-H-Y-N-N-A? No, that is excellent knowledge. There's
2: one that's. Just
1: just Google that bit, mate. kind of crosses over, but for my entire life, I've thought that Kirsten Dunst was married to Fred Durst. I thought that was a legit thing until I found out yesterday that that was never a thing. It must have just been an instant joke, and I bought it. I've even brought it up in conversations plenty of times and no one's corrected me. So they've obviously either been looking at me thinking, what on earth? Or thinking, that is mental. How's Fred Durst done that? Because they didn't know who Kirsten Dunst was married to. No, but I've just always thought she wasn't the type to go for limp biscuit. Well, yeah, there, there is that. Also, at the time that they were big, think about what Fred Durst used to dress like. (laughs) Like a clown, an actual clown. He's got some anthems. He didn't you not dispute so. that. If you say so. Are you saying he hasn't. Roll in my way. The only reason I like our songs is because the Anderson not used to come out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and they got Ben Stiller in the video, aren't they? I don't know. Actually, yeah, that might be pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> that was um. The offspring. Offspring. That's right. But that was Ben's. Was it Ben Slur in the video for that
2: one? Oh, I don't know.
1: Your uh, punk rock knowledge is disappointing.
2: <laughs> if
1: only, if only it was as good as your knowledge of fringe actors. <laughs> right, yeah, true. I can do that. I can do that for you all day. How many other artists do you know with an album called Chocolate Starfish? <laughs> Which i remember finding out what that was as well. <laughs> 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 Me and my brother convinced uh, my other brother to go it out. My dad, what it worse. He was. Impressed. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's cruel. The whole engagement party is a great scene. Yeah. Right from coming in and uh, her saying like, "Who are you with?" Um, as we said, the first guy trying to make his way in right through to meeting Melissa McCarthy and going the other way and the man she wants to climb like a tree. And <laughs> have the sing song and uh, the engagement speeches, including what language is it that she says that phrase in? Is it Thai? Thai, right. yeah. It is Thai. <laughs> Not so bad. But it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, and I while, while I agree fact. with Sean that it does get annoying, that is also part of the thing, isn't it? Is it has to be over the top, and it does set the stall yeah. out for these two characters <laughs> hate each other. And you can kind of imagine it. People do do that in a way, obviously nowhere near as extreme, but they do try. And particularly females do seem to, if they've got a best friend, they're competing for that friend's affection. Yeah, you could definitely see that happen. Kind of like on the Instagram, they're all competing to have the most complimentary caption, would not they you look amazing. Well, how am I going to top that? You know, when, well, I was, when I did some reading yesterday, I said about they did the improvisation and they kind of left Rose out originally because they just didn't think she could really be funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then she kind of forced her way in. She's obviously gone on to almost exclusively do comedy since then. Because she's great in um, Bad Neighbours. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean improv, <clears throat> improv it suits Kristen with, doesn't it? Like she yeah. was on she was on SNL and stuff, so yeah, it, it was all it probably always going to play a part when she was if, when she was writing and creating the film. Well, she was she would essentially do some writing like Monday to Friday, and then send it over to Joe Apatow and is it Annie Mamola. I said the name was. Yeah. Uh, essentially, then they would have like a phone call just to go over what had been said and make sure. Apatow wasn't changing too much and that was how it worked and that happened for three years before they were finally happy with the script Jeez, I can't even Man- Man- stick out most little manager saves for three seasons
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let alone three years you'd get tired of it oh, I, don't, I, don't, I suppose it depends on how passionate you are like if this is your first this is your first big film you're going to do If you, you passionate, can. it shouldn't be taking you three years yeah, but I feel like Judd Apertow like it sounds like they just didn't want him to take over, which I get. I remember there being some controversy that uh they only interviewed one female director for this. And and they interviewed, I think, closer to twenty directors total before they stuck with one. And that is quite strange, all that unless it is the fact that you're going with the fact that it's a film that's catered to women, but you want men to be able to laugh at the jokes about women and be able to understand them. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's, it's a weird it's, thing. Otherwise, it's it's sort of like they like they've often said that about Wedding crashes being a film for blokes got or a film for women disguised as a film for blokes. This is obviously a lot more overtly made for women, but not there. There is a lot in there that basically anyone can enjoy. So there is, I don't know whether it was someone to cast an eye over that, maybe, or or what it might be. Like, do you think this funny, does it appeal? But whatever, they do hit a good balance with it. Yeah, because I do think they they do kind of laugh at the dynamics between these women and their relationships. And I think, as a result, I think plenty of men are going to be looking at thinking, I know a group of women like that, or, you know, their their girlfriend or whatever is in that group. So maybe that's his influence in there. Remember in the promo run, they didn't really try to go down the female empowerment route. This is finally a film where we've got all these female leads, and probably of the men are in just the periphery. From memory, they didn't try that at all. They literally did go for the this is the female hangover. That was the main. I mean, the the poster has uh, from the producer of super knocked up and a forty year old virgin, and then the tagline. That was being shown on TV. Said I think it. I think it said Mean Girls meets The Hangover was one of them. Okay. Yeah, I think not remember that. I think they tried to sell it like from memory, and I mean especially at watching the film. I like the fact that they've just tried to sell it on sell it on its merit rather than yeah. rather than sell it on the fact that this is a group of women. It's it is a it's a it's a good film. We we've, we've made this film. We think it's good. So, and they've tried. They tried to sell it on merit, which is ultimately all you really want. Yeah, because I, I do think links with the hangover are pretty tenuous. See, I always think this. I don't really see it. Overly, I haven't watched it. Now. I don't. I, it's a group of women, and they're a group of men. That's about as far as it goes. If they've they been be, able to go to Vegas, if they'd actually um, gone there, I think I could probably see. Okay, you're trying to follow them here, but the fact they never actually do, but it's funny. Like they're kind of like a dysfunctional, forced together group. Like you've got. In this case, yeah. the groom's sister rather than the bride's brother. So, yeah. there's a lot of things where they do. Well, but it's it, yeah, but it it's just a... it's just any any film about a bridal, or a, a bri- bridal party or like a groom, group of grooms and whatever it is, it is always going to be su- somewhat similar. But I don't yeah. like, actually What I was about to say is like when someone it's has a shirt s- tucked in and you compare them to. Like, as if there's only one player that's ever gone with the shirt. So. Yeah, yeah, true. But like actual, because it's weird actually. Because I said to someone the other day that this is what we were doing this week, and that was the first thing they said. Oh, a bridesmaid. it's like the female hangover. But I don't, I don't see. It's only because it's about a wedding party. That that's that, that's really the link. Yes, there's some odd, oddball characters, but in any in any ensemble film, surely you've always got an oddball. It's it's uh, yeah. basically a pillar of comedy at this point. I yeah. think they did a good job of not just if they'd had like say three main leads and had like similar sort of characteristics, I think you could see that it was a rip but I think they had by having more female characters, but also they all they made them all different enough. The closest you could say is Melissa McCarthy and um it's like it Alan. It and yeah. yeah, that's the closest you could. And as um, Sean said, she's a little bit more Normal than him, more relatable as much as she's got a funny sides, but there is a little bit more humanity there, whereas obviously Alan is just away with the fairies. So, when it comes to best side character, would you say that the bridal party are all main characters, and so, we've right, really yeah. got a choice between Chris O'Dowd, John Hamm, the mum, and that's about it. Okay, so I had I put Melissa McCarthy or Chris O'Dowd because I didn't know what way you were gonna go with
2: her. I'd she's say the after
1: okay. Kristen Wig and Rose Byrne, she probably is the next main character okay. above even the well, she's what everyone remembers, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. So I won't argue either way. If you, if you include them all as one as one, then yeah, I'd say Chris O'Dowd is the best. I side would say character. John Hamm.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: I think I'd go, I'd go, yeah, if it's like minute, minute to laugh ratio or that kind of, in the time, what he does in the time he's in it, you probably
2: would give it to him. But,
1: him saying, I, uh, do you want to take in a nap if you're tired and a, a nap on my lap maybe?
2: Just so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, creepy. <laughs> and then he's
1: saying, I'll just get out, I can't bear another half hour to be in there with you and he's like, that is crazy if you think I'm going to last half an hour. <laughs> Is Chris O'Dowd a bit more than a side character as well though? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, he's,
2: I feel like he's, he's
1: touching on the main character. Yeah, he's he's the love interest, really. Her love interest though isn't so much of a main character, it's more of if anything, her love interest is almost the bride in the friendship kind of way in that yeah. she's dying for her attention as more as more than she is for Chris
2: O'Dowd.
1: Yeah, but the kind of the arc of her character is to learn that us.
2: Not yeah. right, and
1: goes after him, isn't it? So he, I guess he's kind of the done the gift at the end of it, if you like. Well, I mean, my money's on John Hamm, but I wouldn't argue either way. If, by that criteria, I would give it to John Hamm If you are including Chris with that, I'd have to give it to him. If we do, well, the other categories are for. Yeah, the other film. So if we go on to game night and then we'll loop around as we always do. So. Synopsis. A group of friends who meet regularly for game nights find themselves entangled in a real life mystery when the shady brother of one of them is seemingly kidnapped by dangerous gangsters. That is how you do a synopsis. You're gonna say that's the synopsis. That's, I'm in. Critics reviews. The long joke of the narrative is adroitly handled and for once the climax pays off in laughs. It's clever, silly, slick and fun. Game Night is an uproarious dark comedy that's sticking true to its name as fun playing around with your preconceptions. Much like a real Game Night, sometimes the success or failure of a film like this depends on the players, and in this case, everyone seems game. Game Night is never not enjoyable, and the ensemble cast is fantastic. It's a fun movie that's completely entertaining. It's a team effort, with everyone working together in harmony to get the job done to surprisingly great effect. Uh, With so much of the same films being produced and shoved down our throats these days, it's nice to get something a little out of the ordinary for a change. There's a genuine, and I mean this nicely, mean streak in Game Night. (laughs) The balance of jokes and genuine threat, along with the constant new twist, is nothing short of audacious. A vulgar, violent, solidly R-rated comedy that is nevertheless sophisticated rather than gross. Finally. The comedy could only work if the on-screen actors share a talented knack for comedic timing and chemistry. That happens here with McAdams and Bateman, an unlikely comedy dream team that carries Game Night into glory. That's a review right there. Not one bad one, though, is it? No. I struggled. I was trying to find one just to have one in there, and I, I struggled to find a bad review. Not normally our problem. No, I said when we were like gearing up to watch it this week that it was one of those films. I left the cinema with that feeling where you know you've watched like a special film mainly because it just felt different. And that's kind of what the reviews get into there. Yeah. It wasn't really like anything I'd seen before because we've had kind of the silly action comedies. We've had pineapple express, for example. We've had the kind of like over-the-top comedies, i like to say, Tropic Thunder, and it doesn't really fit into that, but this kind of just fitted into its own bracket nicely. Yeah. Probably the, probably the runtime the was, darkest sorry. comedy we've, sorry, I was just going to say, it's probably the darkest comedy we've done so far. Tropic Thunder would be up there, but, yeah, yeah, maybe. I agree this would be
2: right Tropic Thunder, next.
1: like you say, though, is, o- is over-the-top. This is, yeah. like some bits of this are dark, like dark yeah. and funny, but because they're sinister. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> I, and I did like that's not meant as an insult at all, um, or to discredit the film. But I do think it is, it is probably the darkest comedy we've done for, for for some of it. Yeah. If you had to, would you put Borat in that list? Because there's some there's some dark humour in Borat. There,
2: there dark, is. It's dark
1: humour. So I think humour is like the subject matter, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a lot yeah. darker than our usual. Like anybody, I will say we did an entire episode last week on a seventy-year-old bloke trying to sleep with a college student. <laughs> but again, it's the way it's presented, mate. Like that is it's ludicrous from the start. And they set in "Dating <laughs> in Grandpa." They set they set the store late. You meet him at the funeral, which I suppose it, it, by its very nature is quite dark. Um, <laughs> but then the next next scene, you see him, and he's knocking one eight.
2: I'm still <laughs> laughing at
1: you caught me doing a number three. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's
2: so what perfect. I mean. So it's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's very different in how it's presented if you, uh, I was saying, if you had to play if you had to play a ball game to save your life so if you lose then the guy kills you what ball game would you go for? Oh. Monopoly you just <laughs> hope it goes Never. on forever so people like you, Monopoly two reasons A I'm boss at it so I'm, I've, got, <laughs> thought I've got a good chance of getting out of it B almost on TK's line it does go on for ages so I'm hoping I can talk him round buy some time yeah (laughs) figure out an escape plan or or, or talk him him round up the stakes and get a game of operation going from the boys
2: there (laughs) I
1: I ain't got a steady hand for that with your nerves
2: as well
1: (laughs) yeah game of life would be quite fitting Byron's sweaty brow over that (laughs) I'll go I'll go connect for that was actually my first thought, which I'm not sure if that's good, good or not. I don't like it if we have the same uh, thinking, having our funerals lost alive business. <laughs> that's going to take off. Mouse trap, maybe, if you want to preserve time, setting that up is quite something. What a throwback game that is. It's like someone saying, if, um, for your last meal um, on Death Row, then um, if you ask for cereal, you can just constantly keep out of milk and just never end. Or
2: <laughs> 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 well, Cluedo could be. You know, I was
1: thinking Cluedo. Just leave it all to chance. Just yeah, I hope for, I like oh, um, a lot that. Yeah, trivial right. pursuit. Trivial pursuit. Back yourself. Back to <coughs> knowledge. You you Especially, are. Especially there's all sorts of special ones about where you could pick a subject. <laughs> I suppose yeah, if you know a lot about Harry Potter, you do Harry Potter trivial pursuit. Yeah. But if you do that, that was actually the one I was thinking of. Oh, strange. If um if you're doing a normal one, you have to fancy yourself. And I, I really wouldn't in that scenario. If someone's, <laughs> if someone's, someone's got well, a gun to the head. <laughs> excuse me. I'm going to forget something somewhere. After the film the last couple of weeks, if someone put a gun to your head and said, seeing Wilson Phillips hold on from start to finish, would you survive? I don't know all the lyrics now. I'm sure. Let's hope you don't get put in that situation. <laughs> not, there's yeah. not much trivia for this one. Um, Prior to filming, the cast members had their own game night so they could get to know one another there for the film. They played Clue and Joking Hazard. No clue what those games are. but no, that's Clue what is Clue though, isn't it? Oh, what's well, Joking the... Hazard? Don't no, tell you I don't that know. bit. Uh, at the beginning of the film, when Max and Annie are making out on the subway after the trivia night, a scrolling sign in the background reads, Don't Trust Gary. <laughs> Um, Just more of an observation, throughout the film, various children's games are played while trying to navigate the plot. Simon says, played when Annie's holding the gun to the kidnappers. Hot potatoes played with the egg. Uh, Charades is played between Max and Annie at the airport. Kevin and Michelle's argument, their escape from the hotel room, and Annie removing the bullet from Max's arm are references to Guess Who, Jenga, and Operation, respectively. I like it. They also have a couple of those, like, wide angle shots that's supposed to look like, the Game of Life board when they're panning down. I've never, never played the Game of Life. Quite good, actually. Huh. Um, and finally, I just thought, if you had that, Stakes and ladders it would be brutal if you end up on a stage That would be horrendous. <laughs> Great game, that was. Yeah. You don't
2: really
1: hear about it anymore. No, people overcomplicate cool. things now. All well, these days, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, do like game of, uh, I do like a good game of guess who yeah yeah used to like um cause you got again you got the special versions of them they were quite good yep oh, i guess who yeah you can get those like specialized ones and stuff you can get personalized ones mate. <laughs> i could get brutal i don't want someone picking me out <laughs> they have a round face <laughs> 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 suddenly 29 faces go down <laughs> And the thing that kind of got to my mention of earlier, Jesse Plemons is currently engaged to Kirsten Dunst. No, right. well, they might actually, I think they might actually be married now. He's done well for himself there. Well, my thinking was issues with Fred Durst. I was thinking, you really, someone should have told you a while back, you're above this. <laughs> someone should be telling her now. Well, they've got kids together now. Oh, Jesus, it's too late. He's locked her in. Except for my- <laughs> Good t- man. Tip my, my app to, to him, really. Yes, <laughs> <He laughs> they They met while filming uh, the FX series Fargo.
2: Yeah. On yeah, the places. second
1: series. She's even gone blonde as well to maybe help him where he's been trying to fight being Team Ginger. Mm. Yeah, he's dyed his hair blonde a few times. Maybe they've used the same yeah. hair dye there. <laughs> it's nice that they can share. Bit of his and hers. I think she's actually glowed up since Spider Man. Yeah, she has. Sheesh. Alright. Well, then, you we look at. personal <laughs> <Dunst> on Google <laughs> Images will carry on. That suddenly becomes a very different pod. <laughs> hey, we had a couple of references last week about uh, different people. so I didn't comment earlier when Keenan was talking about the waxing line. <laughs> to mention Rose Byrne. So. Rewatchability, then, this is a pretty perfect one hour forty. Yeah. Cram a lot into that one hour forty as well, don't they? Yeah, there's there's no break, is there? And they do give you the couple of times, just like when you used to watch an episode of Prison Break and you're like two episodes into the series and they're seemingly solved what they're trying to sort for the whole season where it's breaking out of one prison or another or something else. And you, you, when it goes wrong, you remember like, this was never going to happen. Two episodes into it, was it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so uh, when
1: you're 20 minutes in and they've nearly solved and they've solved it by just tracking his phone and going straight there, Then you <laughs> still have the bit of disappointment. Like, oh, okay. We're still it's like going. um. Have you ever seen a like, lot? Uh, if you watch Law and Order, they nick. They always nick someone after about 15 minutes. And you know it's not going to be them. <laughs> and you, you know, you, you know, he's not the one. You always, very rarely, they might pull a twist. He gets, they get, the bloke gets released and then they find the evidence to get him. But normally he gets arrested, gets brought in after 15 and you're checking, you're checking your watch thinking, well, they are going to have not to go at some point. Not to ruin the magic going for anyone, but, uh, the bill used to have quite a tried and tested formula of essentially, you know, you'd have two arrests and then the third time they'd get it right. Yeah. So like the first, you'd have know, like the first two quarters. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't these two. The third call we're pursuing the guy who actually is the fourth. We get it. <laughs> That's kind of every time. Close up of an officer saying "hang on" and then sprinting yeah. when he's <laughs> plucked it. Um. So if we go on to the quotes, and as I said with the one before, I think there's a lot here where you kind of need to see it to take it down, but there's still some up short. And right at the conclusion, where she says you don't have to do this, like kids at home, and the Bulgarian says that. Not with that ass you don't. don't. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, Gets sucked into the uh, propeller. Which, by the way, like the first first time you saw, I saw the film. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect them no. just to chuck that in. because he. Yeah,
2: that was, it wasn't out. it? I
1: um, also like uh, you're not allowed to form you're not allowed to form alliances. It worked for Hitler, and then they high five. <laughs> Next one, she goes, "You're high fiving Hitler." <laughs> In I was gonna message you this earlier, Keenan, but I thought I'd surprise you. In line with the film, do you have a Denzel impression in the locker? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, what? Uh, how, how close can we go here? There's certain things I like, oh, obviously me a King cause... Kong ain't got shit on me. Mm-hmm. Look, don't beat yourself up about it, okay? There is some good news.
0: If you want to get with Denzel, eh? he's standing. <laughs> Right here. <laughs> because the real Denzel ain't got shit on me.
1: <laughs> All right, let me work on it. I'll come back and re- write it down and ask me at the end. You said um, this last oh, week uh... to get out of a Christopher Walken impression. No, I said I'd do Christopher Walken. Well, Christopher Walken's really hard to do. That is very, very hard. Well, I've before... never attempted it myself, but I remember seeing something before where they were saying how easy it is. to I think it was a class for Jokers, actually. Yeah, they're lying to you. Well, he just pause every, like, three words and suddenly get out the question.
2: <laughs> Look a bit like, scary. Really? You know that? I enjoy, the,
1: uh, I enjoy all the scenes that Jesse Clemens is in, but especially like at the start where the question is, like, three bags, when and I know <laughs> yeah. the Chris one as well is, like, three for one. How can that be possible?
0: Any plans for this evening? Uh, no. Perhaps a game night? we're just going to stay in just the two of us. Mhm. Boring.
2: Mm.
0: I see. I do hope you keep me in mind for any future game nights Where well, you bet. I've always enjoyed the, the camaraderie of good friends competing in games of chance and skill.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well we'll we'll do that, but um it's nice just 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 two of us.
0: 3 bags of tostito scoops. I notice. There was a special on these tonight. Three for one. Three for one. Yep. How can that be profitable for Frito-Lay? These corporations? I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) How can that be
1: profitable for (laughs) Uh, Frito-Lay? Lay's crisps. Jeez, unreal. <laughs> I also like when uh, they're in the doctor's office and she just says, I'm not loving you, semen. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Again, when they, uh, like the child of first game night, there's a blombird there and he's going, yeah. uh, These are the elite, the very best, and her answer is white people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you go back to the the doctor scene where oh, someone's clicking, I don't know what it is. um, When they're going through kind of things that maybe unsettle him about his brother. And she says, I mean, he has he has more money, he has a bigger house, a um, better looking. And he's, I, d- I didn't say better looking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's
1: saying, oh, uh, no, did, did you not? And that's when the doctor says, well, I mean, could you put in a good word for me? <laughs> he course. repeats it when they go in to the bar and they speak to the guy around the bar, doesn't he? He goes, uh, so he looks kind of like me, slightly more chiselled jaw. He's like, <laughs> so you mean better looking? <laughs> Sharper chin and higher cheekbones. Yeah, that was it. When, um, he, when he's sliding the money over, um, like, it doesn't <laughs> matter how slowly you slide it over. <laughs> it's, it's $17. When um, uh, Jason Bateman has been shot, and then he said, shit, okay, so we go to a mob doctor, right? I was like, you know one of those? He said, oh, what about a veterinarian that works for the mob? Do you know one of those? <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, someone someone with a house this big Must be compensating for something pretty small
2: <laughs> Chase and Bateman's
1: calls, No, seen his dick, pretty great
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: just like Well, well I tried uh, Sunglasses at night, it's legit I don't <laughs> know what <laughs> that,
2: that killed me <laughs> yeah. Gary's saying uh, I see
1: I thought I detected a certain chemistry Between the two of you Then again, I'm not the best judge of character in the world <laughs> <laughs> oh, because your wife left you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse's Plem- Jesse Plemons' little awkward laugh as he makes his joke is <laughs> unreal. <He's>
2: just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that kills me. You're like a double threat, brains, and you're British. The Irish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're,
2: not
1: Li- you're not Liam Neeson. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> With uh, Gary Weiss, he uh, said, uh, Don't even think about it, pig. And he says, Can't say I care for that. No good. <laughs> Nomenclature. There we go. That word was intimidating to look at. Uh, I don't know why. Again, but when he's he's trying to give the clues uh, for about Ed Norton, he's just like, so he's he's in the Incredible Hulk. He's in the Incredible Hulk. He's just going through the names like, no, the other one, (laughs) no, the other one. Primal Fear. Because Richard Gere was never in Primal Fear. Was never (laughs) the Incredible Hulk. Time. And he just goes, motherfucking Ed Norton. The uh, the dumb guy in that has a couple of great lines when he uh, when Brooks holds up the car keys and he's like whoever wins gets these he's
2: like <laughs> just
1: the keys like, no no the whole car <laughs> I think that's it oh is that a knife in your bullet hole <laughs> made me laugh but I think that's all the ones that I had down oh I also <laughs> am... <laughs> the, the oh. Bulgarian got a ton of mold on his face. <laughs> I thought they were really going cheap at that point they were
2: really struggling to
0: get a comedy line um,
1: I do like I've got to find it now because I've lost it oh she's going oh, I'll, have to, I'll have you'll have to do it she's like, I don't want to do it she's talking obviously about getting the bullet she goes she think I want you to do it I've seen you cut a chicken <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like on that website she's like I'm, it's from a right wing militia group so I just ignore all the racist stuff <laughs> It's the idea that they don't realise the bullet's gone through a bar a while. <laughs> <laughs> and when she's holding him up in the bar and she's telling him to like get on the floor, but was it head on the floor, but hands up or something, and he goes
2: like, how yeah. am I doing
1: it? And I think Jason Bateman goes, yeah, I had the same question. <laughs> <laughs> is it Keenan or Sean moving around like he's going out of fashion? I just want his Keenan today. I'm not. I'm led in the same position as I always am. It sounds like you're sketching with a pencil. Sounds like the background is Stan. <laughs> Honestly, you and these little things you hear, I'm worried yeah. about. It. Well, Sean's ring's not lighting up. Yours is. It, what a thing to say, <laughs> but <bloody hell. laughs> yeah. Hey, Sean's been away. It's gonna hurt me a bit. <laughs> it is a it is a, uh, a double edged shoulder, isn't it? Because whatever sound gets made is probably doubly noted by Byron highlighting it. Yeah, yeah, it is a tree falling in the woods sort of material, isn't it? Well, my thinking is, if I say it, then it stops it happening again for the rest of the episode. Obviously, it's just not that fortunate. (laughs) Because we have Sean that doesn't realise he's doing it, and I think Keenan that does it, that just doesn't care that he's doing it. (laughs) That's not not true. And then you've got when you
0: do it as well. I don't
1: do it. I sit entirely still. Entirely. And mm-hmm. I've your got wireless headphones I've got wireless headphones so I'm not there's not even jangling or anything your ring is either light enough or it's stinging it's the only two wings <laughs> <laughs> we could say what a one? lot about his ring <laughs> I would rather not honestly <laughs> that poem we'll continue on to best moment slash soon
2: that's more <laughs> of a
1: horror podcast than a comedy one <laughs> yeah when we have ascertained that horror <laughs> is not going to be on the agenda for season 2 <laughs> I could cope, but would prefer not to. Keenan sounds like he really would prefer prefer not to. And every time we used to go and see a horror at the cinema, Sean would say, "This doesn't look like a good film." Yeah. Rather than say <laughs> he doesn't like seeing horror films
2: because horrors are yeah. truly awful.
1: These boys fronted up and said they just don't like him. Last night, So it's fine. You're in you're in an all right group. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'll put it out on the podcast, mate. Don't bother there me. There you no, go, exactly. They, they scare the shit out of me. I'm an absolute fan. No, they, they, some of they do as well. I uh, mean, but there are some awful ones. I'm what fine with I, them think, he, I think Keena did say last night they would be the most probably realistic f- films we could cover, though. In terms of if you wanted to get in touch with people, etc. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They are the most attainable genre. Best moment scene. What would you say is the best moment slash scene in Game Night? One I really like, I don't know if I'd say it's the best one, but it's just mentioned, is the whole the Denzel scene. Like, I know it's a running thing, but when it actually, like, comes out and they break it down. And yeah. it looks like him. <laughs> well, even when he he says he's like, you don't need to worry because Denzel ain't got shit on me. <laughs> <his> Denzel voice, <laughs> which tops it off. It's actually a very good Denzel impression. It is a very good Denzel impression. Good that bloke's in New Girl and he does some, yeah. he does some mint impressions. Like, he does an impression of Woody Allen that is genuinely spot on. Wow.
2: Not French a very great term, show though. Not great show. It's not. It it's is Nim. a great show.
1: No. It's class. And she's like she's absolutely fantastic. fantastic. What did you say, Sean? you you like it if you actually properly watched it? I did. I watched the first season. Oh, I, I that. like it. But he used to slate friends and now you don't mind it. Same thing. I still don't really see how that's as big as it is i'd rather watch new girls new uh new girl than friends hey i'll stick with two and a half men i know what i'm getting there
2: <laughs>
1: yeah it's the same thing every episode <laughs>
2: <I'll nail. Yeah. laughs>
1: um best moment i quite like the, the fight scene and all the, the kidnapping i think um, that is the best i, 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 I mean do. the first time i watched it i was in pieces like, just when they, like Jason Bateman's like, someone's got to try this cheese. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> <quite> good. <laughs> so when he goes to put him through the table, and instead of doing anything to assist, he just lifts the cheese, cheese border <laughs> yeah.
2: and he
1: just whacks him off too. He's like, Ooh, that's a strong table. They're all just like oh, they they really are realistic, aren't they? This is great. <laughs> um, a little almost a throwback, but you know, as she as she holds him up in the bar, uh, Rachel McAdams doing the lines from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, do, I yeah. do like all of that. <laughs>
0: Shoot every motherfucking last one of you!
1: Very nice, nice. Pulp fiction, anybody? Right? It's a classic. We love films. Gary getting shot the first time
2: is hilarious. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. I don't even know what I'd go for. Hmm. Not sure. Come back to me. <laughs> Sean? What? Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, well, I, obviously I mentioned the Denzel one, but other than that, probably, yeah, that it's, it's the initial kidnapping scene. Wow, so. I think the Denzel reveal would would be it for me, and if you take that as a whole thing in the house, then you probably have the fight club scene in there, you have the The fight club scene is great as well. You have the hot potato in there as well. I did quite enjoy that. Although I would like sometimes for there to be an occasional drop just to make these things a bit more interesting. I think of the Fight Club scene that Jeg the what the dumb guy goes, uh, or maybe just the stickers made in China.
2: <laughs>
1: Best side character. Now we're going to be on the, the definition of side character, again, aren't we? I have got Jesse Clemens for this. Yeah, because yeah, I I, side I think he yeah I think he is enough of psycho side character. So I'll, I'll go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Be him, him or him? Him or the brother, but I didn't know whether we cast the brother as. I don't know if he's in too much of it to to be I'd a main character. T- even if he was, I still think I'd take Gary. I, yeah, won't, yeah. I won't argue. I won't argue either way. Gary over yeah. Brooks. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't argue either way. Well, I think that does bring us round to judgment time. So who's here first ferns first and Sean will go to you first which did you prefer <sighs> it's a tough one this one I feel like
2: but mm. uh, because there's
1: not elements where I think it peaks by me probably enjoy more but there's elements that I don't enjoy it which stop me so I'll go for game night so that I enjoy I enjoy the whole thing about that there's no elements that I cringe at or get annoyed by. CK. Yeah, for a similar reason in the Sean, I don't think there was any moment of game night I didn't enjoy. I thought Bryce made you could have been sort of looking at your watch a little bit of times in there. So, close one, but I think fairly, still just enough clear that game night gets the nod. Keenan? Um, yeah, it's, it's game night. I do think Sean's right. I think uh, it's funniest. Or at its best, Bridesmaid is better, but I'd like to probably trim about 25 minutes off it and make it a little bit slipper. And then I think it, it, you'd have a winner there. Uh, I'll be sure. So I prefer Game Night as well. As much as I like Bridesmaid, Game Night is... Yeah. ...one of the best comedies in recent times for me. Uh, rewatchability, then, is is that the same for reasons we've just kind of just covered? Kind of, similar,
2: yeah. Yeah, I
1: think we've referenced. This is more rewatchable, haven't we? Really? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd give it Game Night again. I don't know so if I'd commit another two hours to Bridesmaid, but probably watch. Probably watch Game Game Night again. Yeah. So, in terms of most quotable, my vote here would be for Bridesmaid. So, I don't know yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's far more material to get out of that, isn't there? I Think, like you said, Game Night is a little bit more physical, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, you just, just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, same. same. Uh, best quote? I think the Seaman line gets it for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mine would be, uh, mine would still be Bridesmaids as well. Um, Do you want to tell us which quote? I'd, I'd possibly go for It's Coming Out of Me Like Lava. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: the one I remember most from when it first came out as well. I think I'd go for the blanket line as well. Yeah, I'd still give it to Bridesmaids, but I think it'll be that, and I'll just snowball on top of it. Also, fight club, female fight club. <laughs> Killed me <laughs> as I was watching it earlier. She, the, she'll never forget that. It's really, this is really <laughs> <odd moment. laughs> That's great.
2: <laughs> Best moment slash scene? Uh,
1: for me, it's the wedding dress scene. Same. That would yeah. be one if, if I was going to just YouTuber scene from the two to re-watch that would be the yeah. one
2: yeah
1: yeah. I'm caught between that, that diarrhea scene and the, the kidnapping scene I'll go towards the dress scene I'll, I'll, I'll just about give it a nod I'll give it to the kidnapper unfortunately you're outnumbered no that's fine Best side character, so Gary for me. Yeah, Get agreed. out out John him. See, I I would still give I would give it to Chris O'Dowd, but you've you've expelled him. Um, so yeah. I be, well, i like said it. I would go with uh, Gary still. Yeah, on the basis that Chris O'Dowd's not not in the running, I'll give it to Gary you got to remember, even when Chris and Dad was in the run, Byron still nodded towards John. Hamm. Yeah. yeah, well, a pig. <laughs> Absolute pig. Bigger it
2: impact.
1: A lot of yeah. Bigger impact. Rise,
2: made.
1: Rise, Rise. Rise,
2: Rise, Rise be, has it? to be a yeah.
1: yeah. Fuck, no, fuck, this is probably any... It's only probably four or five films that had a bigger impact than this. You have to think this was massive for all sorts yeah. of different reasons. Yeah, agreed. Originality, Game Night. I think I would give it to Gamelight, yeah. I'm, I've I'm never really seen anything of... quite like it. PrizeMaze yeah. is probably unlucky it's ran into this one. Yeah. Because they well, could have say... got the Northern originality on the net yes, against another one. I think we kind of dispelled the, the hangover thing earlier. Comparison. But what yeah. was what, when I was thinking about this, is part of what came to my reason. Like, it, it's kind of like a female, a female hangover, even though we've sort of dispelled it. But that's why I was going for Gamelight. Also, MVP, MVP across two films. Across both films. Wait, what did we go for on that one? Then? Uh, game Night. We reality go? went for Game Night. Uh,
2: do, I not, for...
1: do I not get a vote now?
2: <laughs> yeah. You said
1: Game Night, didn't you?
2: No.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would have given it to Game Night. It's <laughs> <laughs> just nice yeah. to be included. <laughs> on a podcast. What like I focus that. on is that noise. I don't know who it is. You can see me iron down the camera. It's not me at this point. Oh, I can not... actually envisage it, I can I can see it. Like my hands are actually crossed in my like in my lap like a school child to stop me from moving. Who would be your MVP Keen? and we'll go to you first? Kristen Wig
2: TK You
1: probably do have to give it to her. She she probably you, you can't have bridesmaids without her, I think. Game night. I mean, I you might argue the MVP just for that film would be Brooks. He instigates that whole thing. He is the basis of that film. Yeah. So if you're going those head to head, then Crystal Wiig's going to win it. So she'll probably have to be the one. My MVP would actually be Rachel McAdams. I do think. She <laughs> oh, steals. come on, Byron. Come on.
2: <laughs> no, she's I'm,
1: not listening. Come on. I'm being genuine. She steals game night I think and as a big Jason Bateman fan that
2: I is do, tough but <coughs> excuse me I, I think do she think... does as well I think
1: she's phenomenal in it but I do think Kristen Wiig is a bigger driving force in the film in the films respectively uh, Sean uh, yeah I think Kristen Wiig is my uh, Annie is my shout as well but it was quite tough because yeah. I had a i had that sound as well, but... This really is going right down to the wire. Oof.
2: Best soundtrack? See,
1: I... I I think I'm going to have... I think Bryce might just get it just on the power of... Uh, Worth the Thrillist. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing on my head with these. I don't know yeah. if I was like missing something. I think there are better songs in Game like when I had a look at the soundtrack, but... Wilson Phillips is just the iconic song. You've got a, That's What Friends Are For, don't forget that in Bridesmaids.
2: When does that play?
1: They sing it at the uh, engagement.
2: Oh, okay. She yeah. sings it on her own. Yeah, yeah. So I. Mean.
1: I think I'd give it to Game Night. I quite like the soundtrack. Bit bit of Queen on there. You got some Drake in there as well. You do. It's true. It might have more depth to it. Yeah. They've got a, they've better. got a better peak, but they might have more depth in Game Night. Mm, this is tough. It's very tough. I think I would go for Bridesmaids on the fact that I remember the soundtrack more. I think if I was buying a CD of one, it would be Game Night, but in terms of a soundtrack,
2: then I'll go for, I'll go for Bridesmaids, I think. Okay.
1: Sure about you three. Probably, I'd say I'd give it to Game Night. Sean TK? Uh, yeah, I'll probably take the same reason as you and I'll go for the Bridesmaids as well. TK, is it a tie or are you going for Bridesmaids here? No, I, I think I'll i give it to Game Night on the on the uh, on strength and depth. I think if I'm giving a soundtrack, I'll give it as a whole rather than just the one but that does stick in my head more, would not it? Which one do you think has the better ending? I like both, but I think they nailed the end of a game like myself. I agree. I like uh, I do like the ending. I like that it links back links back to the beginning and stuff. It's, it's quite a nice little full circle. Yeah. And I remember the first time watching it, I did wonder how are they actually gonna end this because <laughs> This is, there's been so many sort of, it was a game, or no, it wasn't, and then thought, is it going to be satisfactory? But they they nailed it. Well, well, like on the, the plane when well, Brooks show, tries to, sorry. Where they show Gary's plan in the credits.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it has the offer like 2 for 1 for the for Chris on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go for game night as well. On the plane when Brooks says, that his plans worked perfectly was (laughs) there a split second where you were like surely not definitely yeah (laughs) when he goes uh, when he says when he says Trevor you can get up now even I've seen it before I was watching it earlier I was thinking fucking hell that would be (laughs) real. and then finally chemistry which would you give it to it's game night for me for the record
2: Oh. the Bateman McAdams chemistry,
1: chemistry is locks on
2: does she have good
1: chemistry of everyone she's with well that carries the film through the chemistry of those two alone. So I think uh, it's not a broken record but I think the best chemistry between two characters in Bryce is, with the, is Kristen Wig and um, Chris O'Dowd her and Rose Byrne so alright Melissa McCarthy isn't really designed to have that much chemistry, or I suppose the point of her, her character is that she doesn't really. And um, uh, um, Maya Rudolph isn't actually in it that much for it to, to count. I was going to say because the whole thing was like that, Kristen, we're going to best friends are good, but I didn't feel I didn't feel there's much like emotional connection to that watching it. I thought, yeah, no, you God. know that that's the format, but I wasn't thinking. All oh, these are so just they were what they were. But I do agree with Byron. I think that the Bateman McAdam's chemistry is nailed on. Yeah, I I think I'll go with that. I think those two alone just about steal it. Yeah, so it's a it's a toss up for me, but I'll I'll go with the majority. I think the nature of the Bridesmaid format is that they're supposed to be obviously clashes, isn't there? Yeah. So maybe the, the chemistry is supposed to be a bit it not functioning like, properly. Yeah, with with like again with Hangover we feel like all four they all work quite well together hey we've got Hangover to do next week for the mismatch yeah yeah definitely it's not the same vibe at all well I do have the following score here then and it's the closest week we've ever had with a 6-5 victory for game night fair enough The, the soundtrack being a tie Saved us from potentially having a tie. Yeah, of the fight. And it then, out. and then it would have been game night anyway, because it goes on to which did you prefer? So <laughs> nah, yeah, nah, nah. that's the tiebreaker. I think so that's we have... I think that's fair to the two films there that we got a six-five. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's an over. I uh, took like an overriding like, winner. Like, game night had the nod in my head, but it wasn't you know wasn't winning by a landslide. so that's fair. So we do have just our kind of points of consideration that we go through, and I think it is particularly good because I think there's quite a lot of actresses that you could put into Bridesmaids and would work quite nicely still. But if we go for real star of the film first, I mean I just kinda of said that's why I thought it was Rachel McAdams for game night, but Melissa McCarthy for Bridesmaids is, is pretty much uh yeah clear one when you say that literally boosted her to another level. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, she nails that role, as I said, in a way that can be kind of cliched and not that funny to, I think, to a male audience in particular, I think she nailed it. And then we've got kind of the recasting. And I thought, and I know the kind of reaction I'm going to get here. I thought this is the kind of film that you could put, this is like Olivia Munn's bread and butter, this type of film. Yeah, yeah. I do actually think you could put Rachel McAdams in this as well and she would she would slot in just as well. Too big a star, unfortunately, isn't she? I think that would, would be a problem. Who you have in eyes as I well. I get what you're saying there, but we, I mean, some of the people we've cast in <laughs> no, I know. And sex driving, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, just in terms of the of the actual ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in terms of, like, Lizzie in Catherine. terms of the look. Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan, I could see you could slot him, And you could put her in... I mean, put her in almost any of the roles, actually. Barring Those
2: eyes.
1: Someone was going to say it.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not sure if I put her in that group, though. Who'd you replace her for? Who'd you replace with uh... her? Sorry. Maybe the, the Becca character. She's the weakest link out of them all, isn't she really? I feel like, I feel like she offers the least. Yeah, so. Who would you, Lizzie Kaplan, I would say, would have to be Kristen Wiggs' role in just that. Yeah. She has one of those unhappy faces even when she is happy, which is kind of,
2: I think she's awesome. Kristen
1: Wiggs whole thing there. Actually she could be maybe the um blonde mum in the film who's also hating the majority of life.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um I think you lose some of and this sounds bad, this sounds like you're being harsh to Marissa McCarthy, but you lose some of the comedy but I think as an act, like actual acting wise, she could pull off the she could pull off the oddball and it'd still be funny, but obviously she looks a lot different to Melissa McCarthy, so you lose. If you're replacing you know, Melissa McCarthy, it's with, uh, Berta from Two and a Half Men. Well, that is a like for
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Too old.
2: Yeah. Hey,
1: we, we, we said before we can go with the Irishman software and maybe people just look <laughs> a
2: bit younger. I feel like Berta could play, uh, well, the
1: character's not in it, but Berta could play like Myrie Long, uh, and say play my Rudolph. that would really would have been a very different film my Rudolph's whole thing in kind of films is in the nicest way possible being there it's just to kind of as we said with other characters just to kind of keep things moving and not really be too she clearly has to show that she can fit in with the rest of them but she's not really there to rustle many feathers yeah. also have if the cast swapped which film works best. I'm not sure you answer well you don't have a work. group of bridesmaids with games. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be game night that works best. You can see that as that being like their hand do Gone wrong. <laughs> they could have done bridesmaids too and had it them happily married having a game night and it all going wrong. I like your thinking. And if you add Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, does the movie improve? I want them in bridesmaids at either the engagement parties or at the wedding. Oh yeah, honestly, <laughs> I love them. They should have when they do that little shot to the wedding party, they should have had them sitting down. That was an amazing cameo. <laughs> that would be peak Rex Ryan. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I think Owen Wilson can do Christo Dowd's role there as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he Vin- can't. Vince can't, sadly. He can oh. be John Hamm. He could be. Oh, I like absolutely could, have, could be. You could have in game now. Like, you
0: could have Owen as Max, and then Vince as the brother. Yeah, Vince as
1: uh, Brooks. You know. Yeah. You know Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams have got it on screen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean Vince, who wanted to play a cocky asshole, that's his wheelhouse. <laughs> Bit of a hussy, really, old Rachel McAdams. She's had us believing in two relationships there. Uh, she's really just, invested she, in them. She's just magical. That's Solid. all it is. It's that smile. How is it possible to love someone so
2: much?
1: <laughs> you, and you know what? Show sure, you the respect levels for Jason Bateman and Owen Wilson. I'm not bitter towards either of them. So you know what? I'm happy yeah, exactly, for you, yeah. that lads, as well. You nice day. Yeah. Jason Bateman, friend of the pod. Yeah. Yep. Jason, Jason Bateman really can do it all when you look through his IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah can. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've said before, when I'm watching Ozark, I'm waiting for him to sort of break and like say some, some <laughs> funny lines. Like, no, no, this is quite serious. I'd love to see him doing, I um, spoke about recently, uh, the the, the lampard star press conference. He can,
2: do <laughs> that perfe- he can do that
1: perfectly. Definitely. Where he, he does the kind of tillers, and he goes, well... goes from there. So that wraps up this week. It was a very close one, as we said. And then looking ahead to next week, we've got our only uh, English inclusion on the podcast. We have 2009's The Hangover against 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Big clash of styles. Very different fighters. Mm. That really is. Is this going to be too scary for you, Keenan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you know. If I, if I have to turn off after 10 I'll let you know.
2: Listen, when he's having
1: his guts pulled out, it is not pleasant. Oh, I don't like the bloke, though, so I, always call, I can't wait yeah, for that he, to happen. He, yeah. And <laughs> he's if... He's a recyclable um, bloke. He is. Nails If you that can't role, find this it? on a streaming service, then um, if you just stick to ITV2, I think,
2: you, <laughs> you be should be able to You'd see it multiple times. Uh, um,
1: so it's going to be that or Green Street. Green Street. Perhaps with the fire, to be fair. Yeah, in Two Fast, Two Furious is on there once every... Seventy two hours. <laughs> it's my favourite one actually, so I don't mind it as much. Agree. Tokyo Drift. No, I hate Tokyo Drift. I think it's Tokyo the worst Dift's one. Tokyo the worst one. Thank you, Sean. many people disliked? I thought everyone liked Tokyo Drift. No, it's terrible.
2: It's worst what about
1: what about the soundtrack? Yeah. No, Tokyo. No, that Does not to not enough to, not enough to save hey, the Tokyo. film. <laughs> er,
2: <laughs> Little bow wow. Right, like
1: yeah. Peaked, peaked in his acting career with Light Mike. Yeah, a great film actually, but there's that one song in uh, Tokyo Drift. Just uh... quickly, do you know his house is in Like Mike? I'm pretty sure it's him, it's Jesse, Jesse Thingy Is he? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. he plays the ginger bully. Yeah, I think that is right actually. I just got a s- other song from Tokyo
2: Drift stuck in my head. Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah, he plays Ox. Yeah, he plays Opti. What in time that? is it? I don't mind.
1: I suppose we'll wrap this up rather than me just singing the Tokyo Drift soundtrack. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I say. From to say we can all record it. <laughs> it's authentic, Sean, it's authentic. It is, it is. So, Hangover Sean of the Dead, so we only have four first round matchups left. Hangover, Sean of the Dead, then Dodgeball against White Chick, Scary Movie against Boston Powers. Quite looking forward to that week. And That's a great matchup. We've got some great matchups left. Maybe, I mean, we've got Hangover the next week, which is probably the last great powerhouse. But in terms of the others, they're all pretty close. Dodgeball, knocked White Chick. Nocturne Old School is. I mean, oh. we're going to have the classic Judd Appetite. This could have had half an hour shaved off it. Comments, I'm sure, but I'm going to bat for knocked up. So, yeah, it's, I feel like we, I feel like there'll be a lot of to and to and fro from you and I. Because I did offer I you, a, be... I did offer you a case on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. No, I'm not sure we are, because it could mean that people are going up here. Don't yeah. want that. I've told you, I will be. a gonna... campaigner. I was going to say it's difficult to do a bet on something that we actually all have control. <laughs> <of>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, the Wiggin' blokes nearly still messed that up. But thanks again for listening to another edition of Movie Madness. As I said, look out next Wednesday for our interview with David Dobkin. YouTube, if you want to see our smiling faces. Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, if maybe you don't. And then following week, we'll have Josh Zuckerman on the show. So there we go. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back. Goodbye.